Well, welcome to Oshlock in the middle of our street. Oshlock in the middle of our. I don't know. I think that's all the words. That's the rest of the words. Anyway, welcome to our Schlock show. I am Darby Ellis Lewis Wilson. With me, as always, is Chris Anonymous. Chris, I have to apologize to you. I'm I'm very very sorry. Uh, I thought well. So last week, I put you in an awkward situation when you announced the movie for this week, which is House. Thanks for coming and watching, everybody. Uh, So I made like this really weird reference. I said, and that's why you always call a plumber. And you looked at me like, uh, uh uh-huh. And and that's because you hadn't seen it before, correct? I had not seen it. No, no. (laughs) Well, there there are some classics that just slipped through the cracks. So I'm sure that, well, I hope you watched it since then. (laughs) And I'm sure you still have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, So what I was thinking of was something from the second house movie, House House 2. And. Oh, I just uh, had the greatest idea. Well, we'll get back to it. So it's, it's not. It's not a plumber, it's an electrician. So I was just like totally wrong on <laughs> on all accounts. Like I, I was just referencing a movie that didn't exist. Exist. But that's a good jumping off point. That's why you always call the plumber. That's all that's, you get. Right. I've always said you. that. But apparently, and I didn't know this until I was looking into it. House. Uh, I always thought it was House and House Two. Mm-hmm. Apparently there are four house movies. I, I did yeah. not realize that. So we are going to have to mm. watch watch all of them. I don't know. I yeah. they they might not be watchable because I've I've I don't know if I've ever seen I'm only aware of house one or two. Now, now there's another movie. There's a 1970s horror Japanese horror movie called House, which is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. It is just mm. just one of the craziest things you will ever see. No connection at all, except for it's a haunted house and the movie's right. called House. Um, but I was wondering when I was watching if there was going to be a connection. So there are many, uh, many movies called House. But yeah, were were they made around the same time frame? This the House was seventies. I want to say like okay. mid to late seventies, like seventy seven. I, I think I think there's a movie that came out like in uh, the mid two thousands, like two thousand eight called house potentially that was um it it was written by uh frank peretti who's like a christian horror author and it's like this house is like purgatory or something it has bill mosley in it from texas chainsaw masters so uh, and then there's a a little legit you know there's some tv show called house it was popular for a while yeah i don't know i yeah uh, I, i wonder if that that's scary anyway well this movie it came out uh in 1986, uh, it cost three million dollars to make, and it made a whopping 22 million dollars worldwide. Most of that was from uh, the U.S. 19 so, million dollars. So it was a hit. It was a hit, man. Was like a big this, this is a big movie. I mean, now, it spawned four, three sequels. When when it came out, it was in second place at the box office, and it was beat out by. Can Can you guess? Do you know your 1986 movies? I don't. I don't know them well enough. 
but 1980 star, starring an actress uh, in a movie that we've recently uh, done. She, she, it's not the movie, oh, oh, but uh, it's the uh, actress. Pretty in, Pink. Pretty in Pink, yeah. Pretty in Pink beat it out at the box office uh, in 1986. So, yeah, uh, this movie was pretty successful, which uh, kind of surprises me. Like, I, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just don't think it's a movie that, that a lot of people would have been like, yeah, let's go spend our, our a weekend different time. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into like some of the horror movies and that whole 80s aesthetic, but I could see this being popular in 86. So I got, I got, see, I got one more thing for you and we can start getting into other parts of the show. But okay. interestingly enough, the, uh, the name of this movie, it, it had a couple of different names. It was called also house, uh, ding dong, you're dead. I think I have that right here. Uh, no, no, never mind. <laughs> that, that was a different picture, but yes, it was called ding dong, you're dead. And right. It has the picture of the. What am I doing here? Has a there picture of the of the yeah. finger pressing the doorbell, which you never see in the movie, which is sort of disappointing. But there is some sort of precedent for it because there is a hand scene. It's, it's, it is a disembodied hand. We'll, we'll talk um, about that too. But so apparently, the producer of this movie uh, saw a Chinese poster for it, like the the Chinese release for this movie, and saw that it just had a ton of Chinese characters. And he's like, wow, that's a lot of that's a lot of letters to just spell out house. Apparently in China, it was called don't go into the haunted house after midnight. You know what you get? Yeah, that's that that uh, tells you everything right there. And and I think a lot of the haunting stuff happens at midnight. So, I mean, it's it's all there. So uh, before we go on any further, everybody be warned. uh, We spoil movies. We spoil them left and right. We're just, we're basically like an unplugged refrigerator. We just spoil everything. Uh, You're spoiled brats. So the way the show works is we're, we're going to talk about some, some connections here to other movies. Then we talk about the good and the bad, what we like and didn't like. And then we talk about the schlock. And that is kind of our catch-all, you know, what's weird about the these movies, what would make it better, uh, our conspiracy theories about, about the storylines. It's just a catch-all for everything. Um, but first, I want you to stop what you're doing, no matter where you're watching this, whether it's live or on or on uh, YouTube, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. It makes our hearts feel really good. Uh, but yeah, let's get into the web of schlock, Chris. What do you have for me? Oh, we got lots of lots of little things. Too much to touch on in a uh, short podcast like this. So uh, we'll kind of speed around through a couple of them, and then we'll uh, stop and talk. Uh, the the uh, guy who did the score, Harry Manfredini, and I'm probably butchering his name. But uh, he's been on my radar because he did a little something. Of... Yeah. Yeah. I, right. I wanted to bring that up, but I, I knew you were going to get there. Yeah. So uh, so there's there's a horror horror composer royalty right there. Now, mm-hmm. I'm guessing it was because the director, uh, Steve Miner, who did uh, uh, Friday the 13th, part two and part three. Those are mm-hmm. the two movies that he directed leading up to house uh later on i believe he did halloween h2o and he mm-hmm. also did lake placid which is just 
such a fun movie. I've never seen that. Um, put on the list. The the now the screenwriter Ethan Wiley or Willie, uh, he went on to write and direct House Two, which has okay. the line that you butchered. Yeah, I don't and even it, know if that's in there. Yeah, we'll we'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> and then he uh, he went on to direct like Children of the write and direct Children of the Corn Five, and that's that's really about oh, wow. it. Um, now the other person behind the camera I want to mention before we get in front of the camera is, uh, Fred Decker. The story was by Fred Decker. Mm -hmm. That's, uh, that's, uh, uh, schlock royalty to me, man. I mean, he, uh, he and Shane Black, uh, did monster squad. Yep. Yeah. I like that. That's, that's all you have to do. Then he, uh, Shane Black pulled him back in for their predator movie a couple of years ago. Yep. Yeah. Um, he also, Yep, the Predator. And then uh, Fred Decker also did a movie before this. He wrote and directed Night of the Creeps, which is another fun 80s uh, schlock horror movie. But yeah, just it's it's fun to see where these these people pop up. And, you know, he just gets story credit. And evidently, he didn't have any comedy in his story, which is interesting yeah. because I think of him as a very uh, horror and comedy combined. Right. Uh, well, b before we get in front of the camera, I, I yeah. want to draw this out a little bit more. Apparently, this movie has a ton of ties to Friday the 13th, not only with the composer, um, but the also also with, uh, yeah, director, the the cop, when the cops come, um, is the, uh, the the guy who's hunting Jason, I guess, and, and oh, yeah. Yeah. Jason and then, goes uh, to hell. Doesn't and, Kane thought? Uh, and Kane Hodder is yeah. the stunt director so and for those of you who don't know kane hodder is kind of like the main actor to play jason Voorhees in in the friday the 13th movies he there there have been a lot uh, a few other actors but he's like considered like the guy so it's just kind of interesting to see all these mm -hmm. people that like had worked on it prior or will go to work on it the, yeah, just, just an interesting it's intersection. Interesting. Yeah, um, lots of uh, great, interesting cast. Uh, this has taken way too long, so we're just going to focus on one. Uh, George Went. We have a picture of him. You <laughs> might know him as uh, <gasps> Norm. Norm. There's Norm. Now, uh, he did. Great. I read a factoid that evidently um, in in House Two, the guy who plays uh, the electrician. Cheers. Is that who it is? It's the plays? electrician. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I wonder if House Three has like a Ted Danson cameo that, or a Woody Harrelson, right? Like each house movie needs one character. <laughs> I, I I loved I, I loved George Wendt. He's he's a great comic actor. Yeah. And uh, he was awesome in this. So that's that's really all I have. If there's anything else you want to mention, uh actor wise feel free if not let's get to the good no and that's bad it yeah, yeah. The, the good and the bad um i'll start but uh with my good my bad though leads directly into shock schlock so be forewarned um so my number one good for this movie is that it is just a movie full of rubber monsters like i this movie could have been just absolutely terrible and i probably still would have loved it because of of these creatures and I, I'm, I'm just a sucker for a good creature feature this is like the closet monster here which which sadly like they don't show very much and they use it as kind of a pretty effective scare um i remember it from like when i was a kid this thing coming out of the closet it kind of reminds me of the hallway monster in um 
Hellraiser 2, I think. But yeah, it's just this just this sweet shot. And we, and we see them throughout. Like, I, I think it's a very interesting haunted house story in that instead of apparitions, I guess, you know, like a, a ethereal yeah. beings. Yeah, like, yeah they're, they're like these physical rubber nightmare monsters. Um, physical rubber nightmare monsters. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the the second thing is, I mean, the, the movie is pretty fun for being uh, like it's a pretty serious horror film in that in that it has these grotesque creatures in it and whatnot. But it's 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 very palatable. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons it did so well at the at the box office is because it, it's yeah, it's scary. It gives you your frights, but it's funny. It's fun. It, like it's an enjoyable watch. Um Let's see. Uh, I, I like the music in it. When I was grabbing screenshots for this, um, I, I was getting a screenshot when he's like hanging on that rope in the just the pitch black mirror world. And I was I, I didn't listen to cool it before, shot. but like the music in it, I mean, it, it is very ambient and it like it has like this digital overtone in it. And oh, yeah, the music, the music's great. And the, the, the actual it, song cues are really fun, too. Yeah, like the the like dance, not really dance montages, but like just music montages are, are really funny, and they and they feel out of place, but they sort of work because it because they crack jokes before. Yeah, the the music is great, um, and there are just a lot of memorable moments in this. Um, I, I just mentioned that I I saw this movie when I was a kid. Um, I I don't know if it was playing on TV or something, but. I remember seeing parts and pieces of it and we have a, a, a picture of it here um, where he is talking with the woman in his, in the backyard and he's trying to bury the body of, of <laughs> the, the monster and the hand comes out and it's getting ready to like grab her leg and he's like stepping on it. I just remember that being like such a sort of suspenseful scene. I mean, it's suspenseful for me is like, I don't know, like an eight year old or whatever. Um, and now, you know, it's just kind of funny, right? Like this, yeah. this weird sort of meat cute, but there's this monster claw in it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the, yeah, the there's yeah, a lot of great stuff. stuff in this. Uh, my bad is that the movie is a little kitchen sinky. Like there is a lot of stuff going on in it to where they don't get, uh, enough explained. Um, let's see. Uh, so maybe my biggest problem is what I call the side quest, and and we're back to to uh, his his attractive neighbor when she comes over and she says, "I know when a man is ready to play," and she drops her her son off with him to watch him for the night. Uh, that is is such a departure for me for what for what's going on. Like I wish that they could have emphasize the relationship more or they needed to lean into the joke of it a lot more because clearly she's going on another date right like that's what's right. happening right and and so i wish that they would have like shown the other guy or something and you know you get like a, a good wah wah sort of moment but since you don't get that and since they literally never come back it, it's just it's just this weird detour to show that the house is haunted. It, it's the fun and games section of the movie. Yeah, um, the, the which neighbors is great. seem to be as quirky as the house. Yeah, and so 
uh, I don't know. While, while it was enjoyable and I liked everything that I saw, um, it, it just didn't fulfill the full potential of the story for me. Um, and, and, and so maybe we can get back to that in schlock. Uh, my, the other thing I didn't like, and this is just kind of nitpicky is Ben, um, not Ben in general, but so Ben is obviously like the, the main bad guy of this. Um, and first we see him when he's in Vietnam and we see how he looks, right. He has the, um, what are they called? Like the bandolier of, of bullets. And he's got like this, uh, uh, skull and crossbones on his helmet. But later when we see undead Ben and we got a picture of that, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't have any of those familiar trappings, right? His helmet, it doesn't have the skull and crossbones on it. He doesn't have the bandolier. And I, I think that would have been, uh, maybe some really easy fixes to draw it all together. Right. Like if, if I, yeah, if I saw these as separate moments in time, like, I don't know if I would, if they didn't just tell me that it's Ben, I don't know that I would know it was Ben. Right. So, and and that's what I have for bad. All right. Hit hit me up. What would you like? Uh, Well, it's a cool house. The sets are cool. The stuff is cool. Mm -hmm. The paintings are cool. Um, I love all the, the, uh, the uh, monsters that they're, they're tangible. I I totally agree with you that, that Uh, I think, and we already mentioned Norm. I think one of my favorite things was just the whole evil deadness of it. Yeah. It's very evil dead meets poltergeist. Yeah. It's, 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 it owes a big, big, uh, uh, yeah. It's so evil dead. Um, Dent. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Like what's that word? We owe people money. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I love that. Um, I, I thought all the actors were great. There was a, a lot of quirkiness. Um, mm-hmm. I loved the swordfish. Uh, I loved the uh, the flying tools. And then I love how they use them against someone. This is all schlock, too. I mean, there's just... Oh, absolutely. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. Uh, the music's awesome. Yeah. I, there's just everything about it. Now, so that... We'll, we'll get to bad. Um I agree. It's it's way too kitchen sinky, and so there's a lot that's never explained. Um, I didn't really like the Vietnam scenes. Uh, oh, really? I like the idea of them. What I didn't like was that the first time you're introduced to them, it's him writing a story, right? And you know it's yeah. his memories, but it still feels like that kind of like daydreamy kind of vibe where nothing mm-hmm. bad can really happen. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when you go into them for real, like when he travels through the uh, other dimensions and doors in this house and goes mm-hmm. to the real um, Vietnam, it's the exact same lighting. It's the same set. It's the same feel. And it just had a, a level of fakeness where I didn't believe or care about that that aspect yeah. and i thought well, that it was very clearly on on a sound stage yeah but there's <laughs> things you could have done with lighting and with with um makeup and and just how you shot it and and what happens you know you could juxtapose something that's like his his memory of it versus him really yeah. reliving it in in a yeah. uh, traumatic stress way uh so 
So I didn't buy any of the um, of the drama there, mm. and that was yeah. one of the crux uh, of the of the narrative. That's where I got a lot of laughs was from that portion because it was well, like the Ben fun. was just so over the top. Oh and- yeah, well the the first when he's doing the writing things, I thought they were very funny, and I thought those mm-hmm. fit. But then you got the exact same thing when it was supposed to be serious. Right. And because I had that laugh earlier, it just wasn't there. Um, <laughs> you know, I also had problems with like the house is evil. The house has his kid trapped in it, but the house is focusing on Vietnam when all this evil was happening well before that. Mm-hmm. So it was it was interesting to like, okay, well, why this house? Why now? Like none of that was really explained. Yeah, and, and I wanted to get into that, into schlock. And we can, bit. yeah. Um, that's really about it for bad is just that like they, well, I totally agree with you. The scene with the, um, with the neighbor where she drops off the kid, it's hilarious. It's a funny uh, bit, but it doesn't really mean anything. I thought it was going to be really, really important and really cool because like, it was a surrogate for his lost child. Like, oh, right, it's going to happen again. But it just played like a, a outtake from Problem Child or something. It was just kind yeah. of, yeah, really weird. Uh, so yeah, let's get into schlock. Well, so moving into schlock, yeah. My my big question is, what is haunting the house? So like, right, poltergeist. There, the house is built on a graveyard. Right, so it's the spirits of of the dead people under there. Uh, I think Amityville Horror. It's because people were murdered there, and there's angry spirits. Right? What? Right. We never get any information as to why why is this house haunted? Yeah, and I, yeah, if you have any theories, I don't. On, I'd like I mean, to hear it. through the paintings, it felt very cosmic horror. Like it's yeah. just, it's just a gateway to another dimension. And there's something really dark in that dimension. Yeah. And, and, and just, I think uh, the paintings are very cool uh, uh, story element, right? Like they, they do like this really cool job of like foreshadowing. Oh, and, like and, yeah, this scene that we have pulled up where he like later on whisks away to see his kid trapped in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Or like yeah. we see when the cops are there for coffee um, and he's looking at the one, it shows um, the tools. Yeah, the garden tools. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, that's that's the problem with this movie. I don't know what's going on. And there's so many like threads that never really do anything. Like I get that he's an author, but we have mm-hmm. this whole book signing thing in the beginning, which reminded me of uh, 1408. Well, I, for some reason, I love yeah. watching a book signing in a horror movie. I don't know why. <laughs> it's one of my favorite well, things. Was he I'm a like, horror author? I, I don't think it would like that. I don't think they really say that yeah, people that, were disappointed that he's going to be writing, writing about, about Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. I, it, I don't know if they were horror novels or I kind of got the vibe that they were more like thrillers or like something mm-hmm. with mob or, but they could, they could be horror novels. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was really interesting and weird was the, um, well, let's bring up the sexy ex-wife. We have a picture of her. <laughs> who wasn't the ex-wife which which made me that that's that's what i want to talk about oh man look at that that is that is Woo. great great makeup great mm-hmm. costume design great yeah just a beautiful latex like evil creature 
<laughs> and when she has the gun, uh, this, she's probably my favorite monster in the in the movie. Yeah, and just sure. her hand comes back and her head, and uh, yeah. it's just yeah, it's it's really fun. So at first you're like, okay, his wife's there, his ex wife's coming back to help him, and you never you never have any um, negative feelings toward her. You think that. They lost their kid and then things went south and they broke up, but they still love each other. That's mm-hmm. the vibe you get. Even yeah. when they're like trying to, they're on their phone call trying to say they have lives. Mm-hmm. So she shows up and then immediately turns into a monster. And that's like, oh, wow. So this house can take anyone and turn them into a monster. And there's nothing you can do about it. And that's kind of like, it was this weird negative energy that set with me through the whole movie of mm-hmm. like, it's not really fair that she showed up to help and then gets <laughs> turned into a monster. And then of course he has to kill her and then he finds their son. And I'm like, it, it just set really weird with me. Like, I'm like, Oh, I don't like that. that mm-hmm. it's just, And then of course it's all a fake. Of course she right. was a monster pretending to be the wife and then the wife shows up at the end and we have a happy ending but that also felt like a cop-out to me like yeah a little if you yeah and i was happy i was happy that she was alive i'm like oh thank god she's alive i can have a happy ending now yeah we we got a picture of it i i like to call this the uh the no questions asked ending right she shows up because as far as we know the last she heard of him was that you know, he might be having some sort of mental breakdown because that's when Norm calls her. And so she shows up and then all of a sudden she she gets her in a taxi, the house is on fire and he has their missing, presumably abducted son, presumably abducted son. And so would it be like, hey, have you kidnapped our son? Did you secretly have them for the last six yeah. months? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no the movie asked. ends, we don't get to see the courtroom drama afterwards of people asking, like, there where was, was this kid? They, you know, <laughs> they, they, they got into that taxi, the three of them, and they lived happily ever after, man. Right. What, like, well, the the fact that he's like calling the FBI and stuff at, at the beginning, right? I, I don't know. It, it just really leaves a big thing open for me at the end. Yeah. Yeah. The, it just felt like there were three or four different movies that they all crammed into yeah. one house. Well, and I can accept it though. Cause I'm like, well, it's just, this isn't that movie, right? This movie, it's the happy ending. And I was this totally, this okay is the with story, that. but, it, it, but also it would have been interesting emotionally, the effect it would have had if that actually had been his wife who had just immediately turned into a monster. Mm-hmm. Cause then, that gave me this weird thing of like, okay, Norm's coming in the house to help him, but he could turn into a monster. Are, are we going to get a Norm monster? Yeah. Are the cops sweet? who are, you know, the cops want coffee. Are they going to become monsters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just lots of like, I don't know, the, like the whole shooting the uh, shotgun and then the cops showing up and then having coffee. And then like that bit just went on too long. There was a yeah. lot of like, yeah, there were a lot of bits that were kind of fun and funny but they didn't really connect in any way to the whole story and mm-hmm. they went on too long. So if they didn't go on as long, I would have been more okay with it. So yeah. it, I think it's a hot mess of a movie, but it's super fun and funny and it left me smiling. Well, here's what I think is going on. And I think this is way too complicated of an explanation. Oh, I'm excited. Tell me, tell me. But I, I think that the aunt 
the aunt is she actually is crazy. Okay. Right? So she, the pictures that she's painting, like that is all her head. She thinks the house is haunted. It's not actually haunted. It's all in her head. Okay. Um, but so our, our main character Cobb, he, he comes in and he is haunted uh, psychologically also by his experience in Vietnam. And so this movie is in a way, it's about PTSD and they show it like with the book signing, right? The, the people don't want to hear about Vietnam anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think it's like at this point in time, that a lot of stuff about PTSD, like research is starting to come out. There were a lot of horror movies too that, that had. uh, Yeah. yeah, It's like, it's really important to address, but people are just so tired of hearing about Vietnam. Right. And so this guy, he goes into this house that his, um, well, well, let me back up because the kid went missing prior. I, Mm -hmm. I think that he is the one that made the house actually haunted. So it was his, it's his manifested trauma of Vietnam that is making the house haunt, right? Right. He brought those ghosts with him into okay. this place that's like psychologically primed so, to be haunted so, because of his aunt's suicide. So in a, in a cosmic horror way, I, I, I like your idea. I'm going to throw out a slight twist on it. So let's just say that this house is on some vortex or something, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not inherently good, evil. It's not anything, but it feeds off of like each character's energies. And so, you know, the aunt was crazy, but then her craziness was amplified through the house. And that's what got the kid kidnapped by the house. Well, I'm saying it, it, it was his energy. Um, because he was he was already post he was already there yeah like he was okay. already living with that stuff and the reason he like wants to write about it is because he's trying to exercise for the same that. reason she was painting so she had suffered from something but mm, okay yeah. so the house yeah so it's his energy which makes the house the house right hmm. so and and sort of a maybe a bit of a death curse that that Ben put on him when he was like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get you back for this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and then at the end, he's like, you know what? You can't hurt me. I, I know that. Like, cause he cuts mm-hmm. his hand off. Ben yeah. cuts uh, Cobb's hand off and then his hand's perfectly fine. And then he's like, well, I'll hurt your kid. And he's like, you can't, you can't hurt me. You can't hurt my kid. I have yeah. power over you. So it, it's, it's almost like an exercising of the demons of like, yeah. coming have, to terms have you with seen uh, the Babadook? Babadook? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's it's like that, right? It's a manifestation of trauma that is like actually out to hurt your child. Right. And so and so he confronts his own his, his, the monster that is his creation because of his trauma and he works through it and therefore negates the monster's power. Mm-hmm. But of course we have a sequel so that that uh, Well, I don't think the sequels are connected. I thought it was the same house. I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Well, I could be totally we'll put wrong. Put a pin in it because I really yeah. like your theory. Well, yeah. so I think we're probably running out of time. I we will return to house soon, but not for our next show because our next show we are going to do a schlockbuster review of the new Halloween. Halloween ends. I think we're gonna go watch it and we're gonna get together and do kind of a live in-person show. Uh, hopefully that all works out. Yeah, sounds uh, like a blast. 
But until the meantime, go back and watch some of our shows. All Most everything is for free on Tubi TV. You can even find some of it on YouTube. Uh, remember, like, comment, subscribe. Until next time, I am Darby Ellis Lewis Wilson. This is Chris Anonymous, and we have been compelled by Schlock. Schlocky Schlock. Schlock, Schlock, Schlock. Schlock, Schlock. Schlock, Schlock, Schlock. Schlock, Schlock, Schlock.